welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks again for joining us today. And we're going to start something new today. And for some of uh, my listeners who maybe are joining us in this new season that we started about a month ago, you, you haven't heard any of these kinds of uh, episodes before. Those of you that are more regular listeners, you know about it. But I have really sort of made my name on uh, doing podcast episodes on particular topics such as stress. That's huge, hugely popular one, success. Those are probably the the top two, but also ones on things like happiness. So I've touched on a number of themes, and that's really what I started out to do when I started this Point of Impact podcast. Now it gives me the freedom to do things like I did in last week's episode and talk about something like habits that can help you to lose weight and keep it off. And I've done interviews with people. I know those are super popular with some podcasts or mostly just interviews. And I and I do those too, but not nearly as much as maybe some do. But this is sort of my bread and butter. This is what I made my uh, speaking career on speaking on these sorts of themes and topics. And I thought it's about time for uh, a new one. And the topic is one that is extremely important and very relevant to the times we're in, and that is fear. I have spoken for years about fear. Long before there was ever a pandemic, I've talked about fear, about how I think it is the number one issue that people struggle with. In all my years of being a pastor, in all my years of working with thousands and thousands of people over many years, it is by far the most recurrent theme that people struggle with is their fears. And then this COVID-19 pandemic came along and, you know, wow, it just absolutely exploded it into a whole nother level. Uh, it just put it on steroids and it, it put the spotlight on it for sure. And then some people who maybe struggled a little bit with it started struggling with it a lot. And I just think it's something that is so very, very, very important. And so I want to do now a series of episodes on fear about overcoming your various different fears, whether those fears are what we'll talk about today, fear of the future, or whether it might be something like financial fears or fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of endings. Uh, that's a that's a good one that that needs to be addressed and, and talked about. And you know, who knows how many I've I've done fear of public speaking even because even though it's something I do for a living, so many people just. Uh, are averse to it in so many ways. So I don't know how many we'll end up doing when it's all said and done, but we're going to hit on a lot. We're going to hit on a lot of them. Fear of pain, you know, fear of suffering. People just don't want to experience it. And yet uh, it's a part of life. And so the question is, you know, how can we overcome it? So there's lots of ground to cover over these next weeks. And I'm really hoping that some of you who've never heard me speak before uh, on these subjects are going to hear it for the first time. I have spoken on it. I did a whole curriculum 
uh, called Fear Less. Uh, uh, so I've, I've done a lot of stuff on it. But hey, you know, you, you just maybe have never heard me speak outside of this podcast. And this is uh, going to be your opportunity. And for some, uh, you, you're going to really uh, benefit from this for, for I think all will benefit from it, not just some, but some of you are going to want to share this with other people. And, and some are going to maybe hear things that you've heard from me before, but I'm hoping there's many of you out there that um, have never maybe even heard this type of content before, mixing together just outstanding insights and principles from various forms of research and certainly biblical truth and putting it all together in a way that I think can really, really help you. So uh, I'll definitely want to rephrase the sum. I believe all can benefit in some way from this. And there may be, again, one episode, you may have stronger challenges with something like fear of finances, like financial issues, than maybe you do of, say, rejection Um or vice versa. Uh, but I thought we would start, uh, of all places, with uh, fear of the future because it's quite a, a time that we're in. And, you know, we keep waiting for this uh, pandemic to be over. And, you know, we sort of thought it was. And then the Delta variant shows up. And so it just, you know, sort of uh, changes on us again. And now the, now the numbers are coming back down again. And, you know, you think, well, now this is definitely going to be it. This is going to be the end of it. But, you know, who's who knows how it will all go go down. Uh, in the meantime, we've got to deal with this fear of the future and just kind of, uh, as the Bible says, put the axe to the root. Got to put the axe to the root and let's just get it dealt with once and for all so uh, you can enjoy your life the way God meant you to and not be um, in a place of, of fearfulness. And here's where I want to start because this is really powerful. I shared this years ago and it's been reshared many, many, many times. I was in a restaurant a number of years ago and a guy came up to me who had heard me speak in the past and hadn't seen him in a few years. And he said, hey, I was just thinking about you. It's crazy I run into you. I said, what's what's up? He said, I just heard your name quoted in a uh, podcast that I listened to uh, where the guy was quoting what you say about uh, statements in regards to fear from Jesus. So here it is in the Gospels. The Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They are four different stories of the same story uh, of the life of Jesus. They're just four different people, four different authors giving four different perspectives on Jesus' life. In the Gospels, Jesus makes an imperative statement 125 times. Okay, 125 times he makes an imperative statement. And the most on one subject was uh, love one another, be loving. You know, that's what you hear mostly is that, you know, that's what Jesus talked about the most. So that must be it. No, that's not it. Well, then it must be uh, something like faith. You know, you need to have faith. Faith is what you need to have. No, that's not it either, though that will blend itself into what we talk about here a little bit later. The most 
statements, these imperative statements on one subject was 21 times. And 21 times Jesus said this variation of the same thing, either don't be afraid, fear not, or have courage. One of those types of statements Jesus repeated. So more than any other statement that Jesus made about any other thing, including things that are very important to Jesus and very important to what it means to follow Jesus, to be a follower of Christ. The number one thing that he talked about was fear. And that obviously begs the question, why? Why? Why would that be number one? And the answer is because Jesus knew that human beings struggle more than anything else with fear. That's why. That's why he made it the number one statement that he would repeat over and over and over again. Fear breeds fear. The more we focus on it, the more exaggerated and distorted it becomes. The worst thing you can be is fear-focused, fear-filled. These things harm your life in so many ways. And I think it was a challenge for many before the pandemic started. I think it's a, a factor worse, a factor of five, a factor of three. I don't know, but it's a factor. It's a, a multiplied factor. And the damage that it does, I read this quote just recently by Dr. Henry Cloud. I've never seen successful people stall out because of some feared, anticipated, or hypothetical outcome. Successful people just do not have feared, anticipated, or hypothetical outcomes that stop them from doing what it is that they're supposed to do. Again, I've spoken a lot on success and I'll be speaking a lot more on it, frankly, in the, in the days and, and weeks to come uh, just by nature of where I'm headed and things I'm doing. And I can just tell you that success and fear, they just don't, they just don't go together. Fear creates what I call spiritual amnesia. In other words, we forget all the good things that have happened to us. We forget all the ways God has carried us through the various challenges of life. We forget all the great things that have happened to us and all the blessings that God has given us. And we become focused on our immediate or present issue that we may be facing. God's brought us through time and time again, and yet we come to a new challenge, and all of a sudden it's fear, and we just all forget all about all about all the things that have happened in the past that God has taken care of, and we we just allow the fear to to overwhelm us. Corey Ten Boom, I don't know if you know that name. If you don't, you should look it up. She's got a fascinating story, wrote a book called The Hiding Place, became a movie, has to do with Nazi Germany and um, escaping, helping other Jews escape. It's an absolutely powerful, powerful story. And she was a remarkable woman, remarkable. She had some very powerful things to say throughout her life. 
This is one of them. Worry is a cycle of inefficient thoughts whirling around the center of fear. Worry is a cycle of inefficient thoughts that are swirling, whirling about around the center of fear. That's how you, that's how it works. Worry comes out of fear. And worry is just inefficient thoughts that are birthed out of this tornado, this cyclone, this effect of rooted in fear. It's fear. And what happens to us, one of the things, is that fear makes security then like our ultimate priority. Safety and security. Oh, that we we just, and this is exactly what's happened through this pandemic is just this idea that this is the highest order. And, and I, of course, believe that in the, in the purpose, the proper purpose of fear, the flight or fight reflex to our brain gives us that tells us there's danger. But that is more of an immediate experience. That is not something long-term. And to just sit in this place of fear. I mean, I just read a statistic. I mean, it's just, this stuff is just mind-boggling to me. It just baffles me that some of the most fearful people in America who are afraid still to enter into normal society are people who are vaccinated. Not not all of them now, but it's like 25%. 25% of people that are vaccinated are still absolutely fearful. It, it doesn't really make any logical sense. Then you have the fact that the median age of people who die, median, not average now, but the median age, the most common occurring age that people die is actually a year higher than the average age of death in America. Now just, you know, again, let it sink in and I'm not conflating two things. I'm not saying average and median are the same. You, you're bright enough to figure it out. I didn't say the average age. The average age of people dying in America is like 77 years old. And the median age of people dying from COVID-19 is 78 years old. Those are just the facts. So how are we then living this way? Fear turns us into control freaks. So we have this sense of a loss of control. So then we try to control more of what we think we can control. And this is what leads to all kinds of bad outcomes in in a bunch of different ways that end up hurting us uh, relationally. It ends up hurting our health. It ends up hurting our finances. It ends up hurting our economy. It just, it's just bad things upon bad things upon bad things happen when we make security and safety our God because we are driven by this incredible fear of the future, of what might happen, of what could happen. The vast majority of it, absolutely no way it's going to happen. This isn't going to happen. Surveys have been done and they've looked at people's worries and they break them down into all the different things and I'll just... I'm just going to boil it all down for you. There's about an 8% chance that anything could happen. Not the terrible bad thing you may be fearing. Just anything. 
just anything. That's 92% chance nothing is going to happen at all. And then, of course, of the 8% doesn't mean it's going to be some awful, terrible outcome. You know, like you could get COVID-19, just to use it as an example, and be completely asymptomatic and it really not affects you at all. Or you could get it and it could be like a bad flu. And for several days, you know, it's not too pleasant. But or you could end up in the hospital or you could die. I mean, there's a number of things that could happen. And I don't mean the move through going in the hospital and dying as if those are small things. They are major things. I only say that to give some type of context to it. But again, it goes far beyond the pandemic because the fear issue's been around long before the pandemic ever showed up. And it'll continue to be a challenge for people long after other things to... Uh, seem to be more important. The fact is, is that this acronym for fear is just so, so true. Fear, false evidence appearing real. False evidence, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. That's it. That's your, you know, that's your, your fear. That's really exposing what it really is. The chances that there's something to really be fearful about are just simply very, very, very small. Now, let's just look at a scripture in the Bible because it's just, a, I've given you, you know, the statements of Jesus. Now, this is in 2 Timothy 1, 7. Listen to what it says. God's spirit doesn't make cowards out of us. The spirit gives us power, love, and self-control. God's spirit doesn't make cowards out of us. When the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives, we are not cowards. We should not be cowards because God's spirit doesn't make cowards out of us. It, God's spirit gives us power, love, and, and self-control. That's what we have. That's what we're given as followers of Christ is power and the sound mind, another version of the Bible would say, it, healthy thinking. Functioning out of love instead of functioning out of fear. Two completely different ways to relate to people in life. So much that happens that's damaging to relationships is fear-based. Most issues of racism are fear-based. They just are. Love, perfect love, cast out fear. That's what the Bible says. Perfect love, cast out fear. So when you're functioning in love and you're functioning in sound thinking and a sound mind and you're functioning with God's Holy Spirit power in you, you're not a coward and you're, you're not afraid. So many people make fear-based instead of faith-based decisions. Wow. And there is a massive, massive difference between those two things. Fear-based decisions do not end well. They do not result in positive outcomes. Faith-based decisions, wow, it's amazing. I have made some massive faith-based decisions in my life. I have done things. I have moved uh, in different parts of the country. I have started organizations from scratch a number of times. I have done things that took a great amount of faith and I have seen an incredible amount of blessings come out of it. I never could have experienced these things if I didn't 
make a faith-based decision. If I make fear-based decisions, I just don't think they work out well. Because they're based, God's spirit doesn't make cowards out of us. Jesus said, don't be afraid, have courage. When we go against what Jesus tells us to do, when we go against the way God wants us to live courageously, then things don't go well. You can exercise your faith instead of being fearful. And look at it this way. Fear keeps us from loving deeply, from giving freely, and from dreaming wildly. Just let that just you know sink in for a moment. Yeah, you, you, fear is what keeps people from really loving the way that they need to love. Fear keeps us from giving because we're afraid we won't have enough. And then we miss all the blessings that come from generosity. Fear keeps us from dreaming wildly. I mean, having these just like crazy dreams. And I, I've just watched God fulfill crazy dreams in my life. I mean, I've seen God do things that are just absolutely remarkable. I've had people tell me, experts, you know, like bankers tell me, no, you, you can't be done. And finally found a banker that would believe and built this incredible building and saw this massive growth and just amazing, just amazing, amazing, amazing what God can do. Amazing the things that can happen if you choose faith over fear if you resist being fear-filled and fear-focused. God has a plan. We, we don't need to be concerned. We just need to trust in the plan, that the plan is going to be fulfilled, that the, the plan will happen of course, we have to do our part. Absolutely. No, no, no doubt about that. I know some of you are thinking, you know, uh, this God's plan thing, like, okay, uh, what is God's plan? You know, like, okay, we can uh, move confidently into the future. We can take risks because we know we're following a plan. But What's the plan? So let's talk about at least three ways you can miss God's plan. First would be apathy. You're just apathetic about it. You you just, uh, you don't really pursue it. You're not seeking to know it. Another way to say God's plan is to say God's will. What is God's will for your life? What is his will for you? Why did he put you on this earth? What is it that you're supposed to be doing? You have to seek that out. You have to seek to know that. If you're apathetic about it, you'll never know it. You'll never be able to know. You have to want to know. You have to pray and ask God to show you. You have to, the Bible says, watch and pray. You've got to have your eyes open to see what's happening. Look at circumstances. And again, things can be spoken to you in, in amazing ways. You can read something out of the Bible or out of some other book and it's just like, oh my goodness. I mean, I had something happen with my smoke detectors. I just wrote about it and in the middle of the night and then the next morning I found this book. I had not 
read in a long time. And there was something in there about batteries. It was just amazing. Just a little like reminder, like, you know, God can talk to us in all kinds of ways. But if you are apathetic about it or not seeking to know, second would be uh, ignorance, uh, which is simply to, to say that you're unaware of what God's plan is. And it, it's as if this is something that you you have no ability to, to know. And th- that's just not true. You you can be wise. You can receive wisdom. The Bible says if anyone lacks wisdom, they should ask God and, and he'll give it generously and he won't hold back. I mean, that's like an amazing statement. That's in the book of James in the Bible, chapter one, that if you lack wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to you and he'll give it to you generously and he, he won't hold back. So you don't have to be, you know, it's a strong word, ignorance. You don't have to be unaware. God will give you wisdom, but you, you know, you have to ask for it. And and you you have to want to know. You have to want to. And then I would say rebellion is another way. In other words, you just say, no, I'm going to do my plan. I'm not going to do God's plan. I'm going to do my plan. And man, I tell you, I could tell you story after story after story. And people sat down with me and said, yeah, so I tried to do it my way and that didn't work. And then I decided to try God's way. I mean, over and over again, I've heard some variation or version of that story. Uh, gonna do it my way and that didn't work and so then I decided I would try to do it God's way and guess what the 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 way of God works a lot better than the way of man you know God's wisdom is greater than ours his understanding knowledge perspective is greater than ours and so we pursue that and then we pursue it in faith and then we see things we could never see any other way But fear keeps that from happening. Fear keeps us from taking risks. There's a song by Hillsong, uh, the group Hillsong United, and it says in in there, there's a line that says, fear is just a liar running out of breath. I mean, I think that's a very poetic, uh, powerful way to say it. Fear is just a liar running out of breath. I mean, fear is just like on its last breath, and it's just saying all these things that are not true. Here's what's true. The future is is in God's control. It's under his control. He is faithful to finish what he starts. Number two, right? Number one, future is under God's control. Number two, he's faithful to finish what he starts. Number three, you never go into the future alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. God is with you. In fact, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is guiding you. So again, you can be guided into God's plan for your life. You don't have to fear the future. You can be excited. You can be excited about it. I you know, I love that Jack Reacher line. What you hear is excitement. You can be excited about your future. You can be excited about what is going to happen. You don't have to be fearful. You can be excited. You can move forward in the direction that that God has for you. I mean, that is absolutely possible. It can happen. It is real.
I just want you to ponder some things. Let me just ask you some questions that you can really just think about as you just consider the idea of fear versus faith in, in your life. So here's a question. What in your life is causing you fear at this present moment? I mean, what, what is it right now that you know, you're struggling with? What is the fear? What is the fear that you're focusing on? Just naming it is important. Here's another. Can you reflect on a time when you made a bad decision because it was a fear-based decision? And conversely, is there time when you made a faith-based decision and that turned out to be, you know, a really, really good decision with a very good outcome? There's another scripture in the Bible in Psalms. It's a Psalm 34, 4. It says, I asked the Lord for help and he saved me from all my fears. I asked the Lord for help and he saved me from all my fears. Maybe that's what you need to do. Just ask for God's help. Maybe it's time to just reflect, you know, on your spiritual journey and see the faithfulness of God when God carried you through and helped you. These are just great things to consider. And just, you know, you might want to just think about, did you ever miss out on something in God's plan for your life because of apathy or ignorance or rebellion? You know, what was the consequence of that? What did that end up leading to? So those are some things to ponder and consider, and, and, and I hope that you will. And again, you know, join us again. We're going to keep talking about this theme of fear in, in the weeks to come. And I'll just remind you of a, a few quick things that rickmcdaniel.com, that's the number one place to go if you want to get more, hear more. Uh, pray.com, I have my daily devotions with Rick McDaniel. Just go to pray.com and channels and scroll down. And you can get them on demand if you want to listen to them, 2.30 every afternoon, Monday through Friday, East Coast time, 11.30 West Coast time in the morning. You can listen to them. You can also sign up to, on rickmcdaniel.com to receive a weekly devotion in written form. Uh, and, you know, got a new book coming out. We'll talk more about that uh, in, the, in the weeks to come. But the cover, just saw the cover. It looks fantastic. So excited about all that. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to having you back with us next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.